0: To episode 136 of the World Wide Shelf Podcast. It's your host Matt back for another solo podcast. Again, it is Women's World Cup run day. And the round of sixteen are finally over. Um it has been a grueling past couple of days, lots of shocks, lots of non-shocks. Um and lots of goals on the way um, to the end of the round of 16. Um, and May I say it has been a wonderful World Cup so far. Um, if you haven't caught up and watched it, please carry on watching. And we've got some scintillating tyres that will be in the next round of the World Cup. But we will get into that towards the end after we've reviewed the eight World Cup games that took place over the weekend. Um, and we will start, we'll go through one, like last time We'll go through each game, one by one I'll kind of give the overview of the game How I felt each team did um, We'll go through each one um, until we get to the end And then we will discuss the quarterfinal matches And what how I think they're going to go um, In terms of predictions, some of them for these ones I got right Some of them didn't get so right But let's get right into it And let's start with Switzerland versus Spain. Now, this is one that I said that Spain would win, and indeed they did. They won 5-1, um, and it was a very good match from Spain. Switzerland weren't really, didn't really turn up that well. I um, was a bit disappointed with them, but Spain are a fantastic team, and I think they are, will do very well in the tournament. Um, so Spain opened the scoring in the fourth minute of the game. Uh, Pinelo puts a cross into the box, and it's and it's headed um it's a fantastic save from Falman um to make the f- initial save but Spain work it back to Bonmatí and she smashes it um into the bottom corner to open the scoring and when Bon Bonmatí gets the ball in the box there's only one uh way it's going and that, that results into a goal um Spain however did shoot themselves into a into the foot and nearly made this a fantastic tie 5 minutes later uh, Pineda's passes it back attempts to pass it back to a goalkeeper but the goalkeeper's not in the position she thinks she's in and the ball just rolls into an empty net there's been a couple of times this has happened in this tournament and i don't know whether it's just lack of concentration um personally it's been the fault of the defender uh, i feel the goalkeeper's not in the position for the defender to make that pass um Right whether the goalkeeper is rightly or wrongly in that position, it doesn't matter. The player should not be making the pass. And again in this match it shouldn't have um done it. I don't think the goalkeeper who was new in goal was expecting to make was expecting the pass to come. Um and that meant that Switzerland drew level with Spain. Um, and it is what it is, but Spain retook the lead um on the sixteenth minute, um across fired into the box, um, headed on by Bon Matti to Redondo who heads it in, um, a nicely worked goal um, and a bit poor defending from Switzerland in the end, but fantastic players making fantastic goals. Spain then made it 3-1 uh, after a uh, Spanish header wasn't cleared properly um, by Switzerland. bit poor defending again, falls to Bonmatti, who with her quick feet, my God, this goal, um, floored two Swiss players and the goalkeeper, and... Um, and then she fires it into the bottom corner nicely, composed, calmly, and that shows the quality that Bob Matty has. Um, Pineda does make up for her error um, in the goal uh, by making it four. Corner um, comes in from Spain, and again, not cleared well by Switzerland at all. Um, it falls to Pineda, who taps it into the uh, back of the net. Um, and there it is. Um, Swiss, Switzerland players, they, they did work hard in the second half. They nearly made it 4-2 with great one-touch football. But the shot was just put straight at the goalkeeper in the end. And it could they could have done more to test the goalkeeper in the end. But Spain did eventually make it 5 uh, They won the ball in the Swiss final third. And a through ball to Jennifer Hermoso, um, who just again slotted it in the bottom corner. Nice and composed. And that ended the game 5-1 um as I said I think Spain turned up Switzerland just poor defending and didn't really have an outlet at all um I think there's just that lack of quality in Swiss team um and I feel like with some of the developing nations that are getting better and better Switzerland are in the danger zone of being just left at the wayside and not having and being really one of these lower nations um which is a shame from a European side that has done well in the past. Um, But it is what it is, uh, and Switzerland are the first casualties of the round of 16. Next game was Japan versus Norway, and this was an exciting one for the fans to see. Obviously, Norway haven't been at their best, but they did smash the Philippines to get through, whereas Japan have been the absolute, I wouldn't say underdogs, but dark horses of the tournament – and I think some people are rooting for them to win now and I can understand that completely because they have played fantastic again, Japan make it through to the quarter-finals um, with a 3-1 win over Norway um, Japan did make it 1-0 um, and it was a cruel goal for Norway to concede really Japan worked the ball down left and make a low cross into the box um, the cross then deflects the off Engen um, and flies past the keeper It's one of them ones that I think the goalkeeper Would have claimed it perfectly And it's just gone the other side of a really unlucky um, Goal to concede But Japan went 1-0 up um, Norway did again Like Switzerland, fight back And they made it 1-1 um, When Borism um, Made a cutback across to um Who Made a fantastic header um, men- Made it So that there was no chance of the Japanese goalkeeper even getting a chance to save it. Um, but it was a great effort um, that made allowed them to equalise. And obviously Chelsea's Guru Raiden getting the goals for Norway and being that key cog, one of the key cogs in this team. Um, but Japan, unfortunately, retook the lead shortly after the second half started. Um, Japan worked work their way through the middle of Norway. Um, they retrieve it, but Boa Risa, um passes it back, and just into the feet of Shimizu, uh, and it's just it it it's a hospital pass to make by Bararesa, and Boarisa should really know better. Um, Shim uh, sorry, Shimuza, uh, fires it into the back of the net. It's quite an easy goal from that position, um, and that gives Japan again the lead. And you could argue both goals from Norway have been very sloppy, very poor. Um, but Japan did make it uh, They nearly, sorry, Norway nearly equali- Got the equaliser again Hansen drives into the box um, But is tackled into. But is tackled But the ball runs into the feet of Savek Who fires her shot narrowly wide And when I say narrowly wide It really was narrowly wide um, Fantastic chance for Norway And very unlucky not to equalising this game, Um, but Japan did make it 3-1 and it was another one of those dangerous counter-attacks. I think that's where Japan really thrive is when they can go on the counter and obviously when they play these bigger teams they're going to be allowed to have they they will allow them teams to have the ball and counter them Um, and it was dangerous. It was Miyazawa um, going through on goal um, and sloshing it into the back of the net easy as you like for Japan. Um, Norway again trying to fight their way back with Hansen uh, crossing to Savick who heads it um, but the Jap- Japanese goalkeeper pushes it off the line um, it was a very good save by the J- Japan goalkeeper but I think even if Norway scored that I don't think they would have had enough time to win the game and go through um, and it is cruel for Norway I think this game they didn't play bad at all it's not that Japan played really well and Norway played really bad I think it was just some, a couple of unfortunate goals for Norway Um some of their own doing, one of them not of their own doing, and uh, it was just fine margins in this game. But unfortunately, Japan go through and Norway again, another European team falls by the wayside. Um, it was very, um, poor. So it is, it is well, it is Spain, Japan go through. Um, then we go on to the next day and the next game. Now, uh, I, I will admit I did not watch this game because. It was at 3 a.m. in the morning. As much as I like Netherlands, I am not willing to get up at 3 a.m. to watch a game uh, when I have work at 8.30 in the morning. Um, So, Netherlands versus South Africa and a very good result by the Netherlands. Um, I'll say this right now. South Africa really just didn't turn up for this game. Um, I think credit South Africa to just get to this position. Uh, to get to the round of 16 is a credit to them. So I don't think they'll be disheartened by this game, but Netherlands were just fantastic in this game and completely swept South Africa by the wayside. Um, Netherlands had the first chance about seven minutes in and it was Bruin again on the left side and she tries that audacious shot, uh long shot that she did score her other two goals. This time the goalkeeper uh, tips it over the bar, um, but the corner was taken and the header was not cleared properly. Uh, falls to Jill Road, uh who taps it in with her head. Um, not very good defending from corner um, for South Africa, uh, and that is then one 0 down. South Africa do try to counter, did, did try a good counter attacking move, um, but her their shot was put over the bar um, quite easily. Um, South Africa continuing to push, nearly equalised in the 34th minute. Um, Hatlana drives on the left. Um, and takes on the defence with an array of wonderful step-overs before forcing a save off Domsla. Uh She was very good in this match. I think South Africa really did try and get some goals, but Domzelaar was, most of the time, absolutely fantastic saves to stop them. Um, the best chance came before half-time for South Africa, and again with a, a counter-attack, and again it was Hatlana, uh, and she forced two great saves off Domsla. Um just couldn't find the back of the net, which was really unfortunate because I think if Sava got a goal, this game would have really uh, been fantastic, would have really sprung into life in terms of panic for the Netherlands potentially. Um, the Netherlands did think they made it 2 0 early in the second half. Um, they worked down the right with Bierstein, um who feeds the ball into Polova, who squares it across to Mertens for a tap in. However, Polova was offside in the move and it, yeah, it was a correct decision it was good good decision to make um and correctly ruled off um, neverland did however get the second goal soon after and it was that it was the scorer of, uh, of the of the disallowed goal martins who feeds the ball forward to Bierenstein, uh who hits it first time um and yeah it, it is what it is um you, it was a feeble it was a bit of a feeble save by the goalkeeper really um could have done a lot better with it but it's the second goal for netherlands um South Africa nearly get one back after a low cross um from the left to hatlana again who cuts it back to Bukalo as a who has uh, a shot t- tipped round the post by dumslar uh, again it's a fantastic save by dumsla and if you think about it that's three or four chances South Africa had that easily could have gone in and they could have easily won the game. Um, I think Netherlands, they dominated South Africa um, and did swept them by the wayside in the end, but even the scoreline doesn't suggest that and they could have had, and South Africa did have the chances. Um, So it is Netherlands that do go through and South Africa did go out. Now, (laughs) USA versus Sweden. And what I'm going to do now is just take... A sip of my good old tea. Ah. Alex Morgan, that is for you. Um most of you probably know what the result was, but I will I will go through the game and then leave it to the end before I um settle my joyness of this match. Um so it was a game USA and Sweden. USA really just dominated Sweden. Um, I, I expected better from Sweden in the overall play. They really just sat back and tried to nullify USA, which they did to a point. Um, USA getting some save, getting some shots, and again, th- this day, like kind of Domslar was the day of goalkeepers, and Zachira Muzovic of um, Chelsea. Absolutely fantastic saves um, to stop um, a lot of the US chances. Um, But Sweden, they really just did just sit back. Almost were playing for penalties from the start, which sometimes I will be critical of Sweden. You don't want to see that. And I think if they try and do that in the next match, they will get beat. Um, Simple as... They need to be, they need to do more because they are a good team and they've got some good players. Um, so they shouldn't really be doing that. I get it a little bit against USA, but I think they could have played out a little bit more. Um, so I mean, let's get into the game specifically. So, um, Moran Haran combine down Sweden's left side. Um, the ball is cleared only to Sullivan who fires a shot wide. That was in the sixth minute. Um, In the 18th minute, Rodman, she had a space to drive at the defenders with defenders backing off. Um, Rodman shoots, but it goes straight. It's just a cheerer, uh, an easy save for her to make. But six minutes, six, six, seven minutes later, uh, Rodman again driving into the box and forces a wonderful save off Musevic. I think um, out of all the players, I think uh, Trinity Rodman was probably the USA's best player, I'd say, in the whole tournament. Didn't score as many goals she probably should, but I think overall was very lively um, and did create a lot of chances um, for the USA. So, as I said, it was was quite a tense first half. Um, USA slightly said edging, but there was no clear winner. Um, In the 36th minute, a corner swings in to Horan who heads it towards goal, hits in the bar. That I think that was one of their best chances in the first half, really. You go into the second half, you expect USA to come out a little bit more, and they did uh, a great chance in the 52nd minute. Um, Fox has the ball on the right, crosses the Horan, who um, turns and shoots, forcing, again, a lovely save of Satyra and This is one of the ones that was... They were really, really, really needed. Um, but after that, There really wasn't much from the USA. They had all the possession, but there wasn't really the chances and the the big chances. A few small chances, but I I wasn't going to really write them down and talk about them because they were just small chances. Otherwise, we'd be here all day. Um, In the 84th minute, uh, Sweden did have their first big chance of the game, and that was in the 84th minute. And I think, really, the only chance in the whole 120 minutes. uh, Jakobsen... um, Drives into the box um, before firing a shot. It just goes out the keeper. I mean, I'll call that a big chance just because it was a shot on target, but um, wasn't very good from Sweden overall on the attack. Um, again, Musovic just before extra time starts, um, has a great save from uh, Morgan, uh, header that she... Uh, she ste- kept stepping up when she was needed. Um, Alex Morgan did grow into the game, I thought she was poor in the first half, but grew into the game in the second half, but maybe a bit too late. Um, going into extra time, again, Morgan um, starting off this attack, breaks uh, through on the left-hand side, and again, forces another save off as a Micevic, and it was a f- another fantastic save. About five minutes later, Williams gets the good ball from Smith, um, and once again, forces another save from Musevic, uh, it rebounds out, Um, uh, and Horan gets the ball, um, shoots but the shot is blocked by the defender I think at this point the USA started getting a bit more desperate and forcing more chances and again they were just being denied by Um, Short, just after the second half of Extra Time started, uh, Smith receives the ball into the box at the near post um, and takes a touch before shooting. But once again, more saves by Zatira Masevic. Absolutely fantastic from, from her and probably one of the best games I've seen her, shot-stopping-wise. I think there are some aspects where people are, in terms of Chelsea fans, are a bit concerned with her shot-stopping. But I, I don't think there was a there was a point to making this game. I think it was fantastic. Um After that charge, you could see I think both teams were just settling for penalties a little bit more, um, making some subs, um, and it did eventually go to penalties. So we will uh, round off each penalty as they go. So USA took the first penalty with Sullivan um, firing it into the bottom left corner, scoring the penalty. Uh, Rolfo uh, then takes the first one for Sweden, and bottom right nicely finished um, into the bottom corner. Um, Horan takes the um second penalty for the USA and again bottom left same as Sullivan um into the bottom corner and it goes in um Rubinson takes it for Sweden for her, their second penalty and she fires it into the top left great penalty from her um Mewis, um comes, one of the late substitutions comes on um a lot of the, a lot of the uh Commentary was saying I oh, wish you going to miss it Just because she's come on um, And she fired it in top bins On the left hand side And scored the penalty A fantastic penalty And then this is where it, We thought it was going to rumble Off for Sweden Bjorn takes the penalty And forces it over the bar Very poor penalty from Bjorn um, And puts the pressure on Sweden um, Then Megan Rapone Obviously everyone knows her uh, She is the one of the main usa players in in the time obviously she's getting a bit older now and she's not necessarily in the starting lineup all the time uh, she steps up and she fires it just like Bjorn over the bar and it did make if i let's just say if i were a usa player uh, fan i'd be very angry because she just turned away smiling at the effort and i think you've got to be a bit more serious in that um, obviously the ball would fight the she did start crying after the game but um i thought it was very very poor to be smiling after that terrible penalty and she should know better um but it didn't get better for sweden cuz uh, bloomqvist took her fourth took the fourth penalty and she went for the bottom right but it was missed um it, it was saved um and sweden you think the usa just have to score um and it is Sophie Smith that takes the, f- the fifth penalty and she hits it wide. And you think, why? How? What have you done? You had the chance. Um, and she's completely messed it up. Um, penalty five. Um, I can't remember. I think it's Topgler. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, she fires it into the top left corner um, to Bring Sweden into into uh, what do you call it? What's the word now? Um, well, brings it into the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth penalty um, to see who can miss. Um, for USA, it was Nasha that popped up uh, and she hit it down the middle. Scored. Um, goalkeeper went either side. Um, good good penalty for the US. Um, Magdalena Eriksson steps up. Captain of former captain of Chelsea Football Club scores it at top bins on the right, um, and it was a it was a fantastic um, finish. Um, then O'Hara steps up for the USA and she goes to the bottom right, and the penalty is saved. USA in trouble, about to go out if Sweden and Hertig, to be exact, scores her penalty. She fires it in the bottom left corner. The goalkeeper, Nasha, saves it. Bullet bounces up and seems to bounce on the line. Or was it on the line? Was it over the line? Um, the Sweden players wanted to celebrate. The USA player goalkeeper was like, no, it didn't go in. So there was a big pause. Um, they had to wait for VAR and the goal line system to go through to see if it was a penalty uh, and see if the penalty was scored. And we. They did confirm that the goal The goal stood 0.1, 0.1 millimetres um, or I think it was 1 millimetre, 0.1 centimetres uh, was the gap. And when you watch the replay by the naked eye, you can't see that it's crossed the line. Um, but obviously the technology is foolproof, so it must have crossed the line. And USA, the champions are out. Um, Sweden do go through. And for me as an Englishman, um, watching the absolute, um, and I know a lot of American viewers will watch this, so they are going to get annoyed. So you're probably going to turn off, fast forward for the next five minutes. Um, I won't be five minutes, be a couple of minutes. But, um, you know, the absolute arrogance from the US fans, the US players, they thought they were going to win this. I mean, you had that really dodgy advert. Cringy advert It was like USA against the world Who's going to stop us No one can stop us our AI technology can't stop us You can't even clone You want to clone our players And stuff like that What a load of rubbish What a cringy advert But there was someone That could stop the US And that name Zatira Muzovich. Um She stopped the US um, Royally um, it was Just one person in the end So stick that on your bloody advert uh, Alex Morgan, keep drinking your tea and Megan Rapone keep crying and crying and crying. I loved it that the USA went out and I'm sorry to the USA fans but it is what it is. Um, obviously, as an England fan there wasn't much to uh, be happy about because I nearly had to really bite my tongue and have to go out as well. Um England versus Nigeria um, finished 0-0 in the game with England winning on penalties 4-2. And it was a game that I think well, England weren't very good and probably did not deserve to win the game at all. Um, we're a bit lucky that Nigeria didn't take some of their chances and Mary Earp stepped up to the plate. Um, but... I think the tactics for me were all wrong. Um we went with the 3-5-2 which is fair enough because it did work against China. Um obviously Kira Walsh come back into the lineup and I think the problem with England was the um, the way Nigeria plays, they like to play in, in the wide areas and they just took advantage of the space behind Bronze and behind Daly which obviously they're both attacking fullbacks, so they are going to leave that space. And they just kept using it every time and we couldn't cope with that. Um, I think a back four probably would have been better um, to use that space in the wide. And then again, I think every time we were going forward, we were using long balls over the top and it was so easy to defend. Um, Rarely were we going through Kira Walsh and um, Lauren James. They were very isolated. And I do think... Is there an aspect of Kira Walsh obviously not fully fit potentially and maybe they didn't want to play for her too much? Um, maybe that was something, but I think that does need to change, especially with what happened with Lauren James as well. Um, big pressure on England to get a result next time out. So obviously, what as I said, one change from the last game. What uh, Walsh comes in uh, fantastic that she is not injured uh, for a long term. And she did replace uh, Katie Zellum, which I felt was probably... She's going to do it, but obviously Zellum did play really well in the last match. um, So it is a bit harsh. Um, And Nigeria has started this game really well, put a lot of pressure on England. uh, And has said target the space behind the wing-backs. And the first real big chance was um, Plumpter from Leicester City, the centre-back. She hit the bar um, after England failed to clear a Nigeria cross, um, obviously... Would have been horrible if an English born uh, centre back uh, knocked us out, uh, but thankfully it hit the bar and it didn't go in. Um, England, in the 30th minute, though, thought they had a penalty when um, Rachel Daly was bundled over by Rashadid. Um, however, the replays showed that there was not enough contact and it, what Daly did go down very easily um, and they ruled it out. For me, I think it's one of them things I as a referee I would not have given the penalty um but there was contact it wasn't enough I think my problem with it would my only thing with it would be if VAR VAR's the job of it is to uh, overturn a clear and obvious error I think there is contact, so I don't think it's so much of a clear and obvious error. Uh, there, is, is there enough contact? Probably not, but I think at that moment, I think you have... I, I, if I was a VAR official, I'd be going with the on-field decision because there, it, it's not clear enough to go to, to change it as an obvious error from the referee. Um, but it is what it is. I, I'm, not, I'm not bothered that we didn't get it, um, and it is what it is. But um, as I said, England overall struggling uh, to contain Nigeria with Erp's uh, forced to make multiple saves. Um, later in the second half, England did have a chance to take the league. Uh, a ball was crossed into Daly, who heads it low, um, and he's just held on by the Nigeria goalkeeper. Um was very good header by Daly, and that was potentially our chance. England was starting to get back into it a little bit. Um, and then England got down to 10 men, um, and it was Lauren James, Lauren James, who has been. Obviously, I, I I cannot. I hate. I, I can't criticize Lauren James normally. Um, then I wouldn't won't say a negative thing about her. Um, she's fantastic, um, and she's been fantastic in in this tournament. And arguably England's best player. I think Ella Toon, Russo have been poor in this tournament, um, and Lauren James has stepped up when they haven't. Um, but this stamp as she did uh, I mean she made a tackle on one Nigeria players um was it foul was it not probably not just get on with it um and as she's got up she's stamped on the back of the Nigeria player um the referee which originally gave a yellow card which I thought was rubbish really I thought it's definitely a sending off and VAR did get involved and told the referee to send James off and Lauren James was sent off and for me I don't like to criticize players but. Lauren James, you were a fucking idiot in that uh, moment. Um, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. I, I do understand that she is twenty-one moments of madness, blah blah blah. Yes, and she uh, she has come out and apologized today, which is, I think fair enough. Coming out, ma- owning up to your mistakes, and thankfully for her, it hasn't resulted in her in directly us going out in the World Cup because of that. However, I do think that ha- that will and I will put this boldly out now, I think that has cost us the World Cup because I think she's been such a crucial player and unless other players like Elatoon and Russo step up, I think we will go out, maybe not next game, but I think semi-final we're probably going to face a big team. Um, Well, well, we will face a big team, I'll, I'll... We'll get into who England will be facing after, but I think we will either the semi final or the final stage we will be out because obviously it is violent conduct. James will be out for three games, and that is all three that is all the all games in the uh, left. So Lauren James effectively can just go home. Um, it is what it is, but oh, it's just frustrating. That's why I, what, I've, I've never seen Lauren James. Do that before. That's what that's what confuses me. She's never she's never done that before. Um so why she thought she'd had to do it now is beyond me. Um in the extra time, Nigeria missed an absolute golden chance. Umze um getting away from bronze, but she blasts her shot wide and I think out of all the opportunities, I think that's the one where I think Nigeria have to look at and go, well, we have to do better. Some of the other ones were just really good saves by Mary Erps and hit the bar, you hit the bar, it's not the worst thing in the world, but this one was an easy chance miss for them, I think mean, they did really well, and they didn't take advantage of the 10 men like the USA game this went to penalties, uh, and we'll go for each penalty one by one, so Georgia Stanway steps up for the first penalty and misses it uh, goes, le- goes to the left side and misses it um, poor penalty from Stanway, and that's the second penalty she's missed now, uh, or had saved so I would be a bit concerned with that uh, in general. Um, however, um, I wrote on here Sweden. Uh, it's Nigeria. Nigeria sweats up with uh, Opara Nosich. Um uh, uh, sorry, these 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 names aren't the best for me to read out. Um, she misses and goes. She goes left and misses like standby. Um, so England back on the insurgency with Bethany England who steps up and she hits it high and central. Fantastic penalty from Bethany England. Um, Loze steps up and puts her bot, her, push, her penalty miles over the bar. Terrible penalty from Loze. Um, and this puts Nigeria in a lot of trouble. Um, Rachel Daly steps up and fantastic hits it top left corner. Um, fantastic penalty from her. Atibe, uh, steps up for Nigeria's third and she hits it down the middle and scores. So, Nigeria do have one penalty at least. Um, um Alex Greenwood steps up, obviously set piece taker. You expected to score a penalty and she did hit the bottom right corner. Um Shibe uh for Nigeria scores, hits at bottom right corner as well. Good penalties from both of them. And then who else other than Chloe Kelly step up? Penalty number five. She hits it top left and scores to put England through to the quarterfinals. And was it deserved? Probably not, but Sometimes, and this is me being positive, some of the best teams have to have to go through and loop. they have they have to win games ugly. And this was one of them games that they won ugly. The problem is, I think there's been too many games that we've won ugly. Um, and I think this is me calling out players. I think Russo hasn't been good enough. Ella Toon, obviously, been on the bench, and she's now going to have to come in and hopefully okay. be good enough. Um, for me. If I was Serena Vigman, I'd I'd go back to a back four um, for the next match. Um, I think that will hopefully suit us better. Um, Obviously, you've got Kira Walsh um, back. Hopefully, she's fully back fit and a bit more sharp. Um, But we need to play through her and Stanway, please. Um, Obviously, Elatoon's probably got to come in in the attacking midfield. Um, And then I suppose you're going to have Lauren Hemp and Chloe Kelly. Um, left and right Um, but for me I would drop Russo I'm sorry I don't think she's been good enough um, in general she's got one goal but I don't think she's been good enough and I'd give Bethany England a chance because she's a very good striker and she will score you goals and I think that's what England need at the moment is goals Um, and I think against the team we're facing which we will go into um, once we discuss their result um, they are a very physical team and we need to we base it we need I think she'll be able to deal with that a lot better than Alessia Russo has, because I don't think Alessia Russo has played well for the last two or three months really. And um, that's why I wasn't worried that she went to Arsenal, because I think we've got a better striker. But enough of the Chelsea Arsenal stuff. We'll get back into the other game. And this was Australia versus Denmark. Um This was an okay game. Um I think Australia generally dominated. There wasn't really any chances from Denmark in this whole game really discussed. I think Peniel Harder had one at the beginning where she run for a few players and fired it wide. But Denmark really didn't turn up in this game. So, Australia took the lead 28 minutes into the game and Madsen made a poor cross, um, gave it to Australia and they were lightning on the counter-attack. Fowler plays a wonderful ball. Uh, to Caitlin Ford who um, on the left who calmly puts in a lovely... Um cross uh lo- lovely sorry cross. Uh she puts it into the bottom corner uh through the legs of the goalkeeper. So calm and so composed. It was fantastic goal for Caitlin Ford and she scored a lot of goals in this tournament, and that's good for Australia. Um Australia doubled their lead in the second half in the seventieth minute. Um it breaks they break for a really weak Denmark midfield. It they just weren't really up for the task. Um it was Ford who broke through. She gives it to Fowler. Um, who feeds it to Cooney Cross on the left, she returns it back to Fowler um, who gets the ball, puts it in the box of Van Edmund, who turns, flicks it back to Rasso and who finally finishes it, what a fantastic worked goal and this is the thing I think, I haven't seen England score a goal properly like this we've seen a few Ola Jane screamers but we need to see more goals like this the, this Australia team is clicking even without Sam Kerr which is fantastic, um Sam Kerr obviously did come on um, in the final few final few minutes, uh, got her first minutes, and she would already just re- repped into life, just firing a shot over the crossbar. Could have been better, but obviously just coming back from injury, only a couple of minutes left. Um, so, it is well, it is, yeah. I mean, Australia are fantastic. Um, they look really good. They look one of the favourites of the competition, obviously, in their home country. Um, so, yeah. Australia go through, Denmark, another European team go out of the competition. Um, And it is what it is. Um, So we go into the final games of the day, um, starting off with Colombia versus Jamaica. and This was a boring game, I've got to admit. I was not impressed by Colombia or Jamaica. Um, It was more of a game of who was worse than the other, rather than who was better than the other, uh, to win this. Um, it was a very physical game, start to the game. Um, uh, but neither team were really getting two or three passes together. Um, uh, both systems seemed to be cancelling each other out. Um, but Colombia finally opened the score in the 51st minute. Uh, a lovely cross um, is fired in from the left. Um, and Uzme takes a touch um, before firing it into the bottom corner. A Good goal to score. Um this sprung the game into life for about five or ten minutes. Jamaica nearly equalised. Uh, they won a free kick on the right, um, swung into the box, and the header was um, hits the post before being cleared. Um, Columbia tried to counter-attack instantly, but uh, was ruled off for offside. Um, and it really just died down again. Um, Jamaica really weren't forcing the game. Columbia were happy to take the 1-0 lead. Um, and they, Jamaica had one more chance before the end um they go down the right hand side they really finally actually get some good play down the right hand side with Cameron uh, she finds she she finds Spence in the box um and Spence just heads it wide um and it was unfortunate i think Drew Spence was the only player that was really getting a bit of creativity in this Jamaica team but we're not good enough and columbia do go through uh, and jamaica are out um, not much to say on that game Because there really wasn't much that went on um, Next is France Versus Morocco And this game Morocco didn't turn up at all um, Were very poor um, And a very good French team Made a very good Morocco team Very poor as well, I think we got to say that um, So France, they took the lead uh, Kouachi works down the left-hand side With Almeida um, Passing it between each other before, uh Kouachi Crosses it into the box to Diani, who is there to just head it in, very easy. And Diani is on fire in this tournament. Uh, France made it two, um, and it was all it is in the first cup, first twenty minutes. It's all it's nearly all over from they're all over Morocco, and they work the ball back to Diani on the right, who cuts it back uh, to Dali, who fires it in. Um, They were suggesting that someone was offside. Um, La Sommer was kind of almost blocking the goalkeeper, so they checked that, but the goal was given. And then instantly, four minutes later, France make it 3-0. Diani nicks the ball off El Chad um, in the box. They cut it back to La Soma, who finishes it uh, first time to make it 3-0. France are then controlling the game. Morocco really not having a chance in this game. Um, I think they have they they just they they made attempts but couldn't find the target and it was just poor in general uh from Morocco. They just really didn't come up to the task of France controlling it It's 3-0. No, they already know they're through. Um at that point, as the commentators were saying, the only person at that point who could win who could win it for Col- Morocco was France. France were the only had ha it would take a France miracle uh like clash um come down for them for Morocco to get the result. Um, but France did make it 4-0 before the uh, midway into the second half just as Morocco was starting to improve a little bit. They were starting to get a little bit more fit, ball control um, to swap. France switched to play well to the right before crossing it into the far post where Le Sommer was just there to head it in very easily. Um, very good movement by Le Sommer to get into the back post. Um, and that was it really. Morocco didn't really... They were very feeble, didn't really get a chance. Um, and that was Morocco who have been very good in this tournament, but are out, um, but it's through a very good France side, so you can't really complain too much, and again, Morocco would just be happy that they got there, so, that is the end to what was a lovely round of 16, uh, some games could have improved, I think there was, the match-ups were a bit strange, I think obviously the teams that have come in, and gotten, um, unexpectedly, did fall by the wayside generally, Um well, it's expected but the fan it, they you could see that the level of these smaller teams have really stepped up um, and they're closing down the level between the big teams and small teams which is good to see because uh, it makes a much more opening tournament um so let's discuss the quarterfinal games um, that are coming up so the first game of the quarterfinals is Spain versus Netherlands. A big game, big European game. Two teams that have been on form. I think Spain, I think, have been the better of the two. They look a lot more um, a lot more clinical, a lot more kind of cohesive together. Um, and I think Netherlands, while they've been good, they've just kind of just got the job done in certain cases and not really looked fantastic against the teams that have a bit more... Teams that have a pulse, if 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 you know that reference. Um, so in terms of my prediction for this game, I do think Spain will win. Um, if I'm good, I'm going to give a sport score prediction, because why not? Uh, I think Spain will win three-one. I think Netherlands will get a goal because uh, Spain defence is not exactly perfect at the moment. But I think Spain will win comfortably three-one in this game. Japan and Sweden is the second quarter final and. This is where I think Sweden go out. I think because Chir cannot do any more and I, I just don't see the Sweden side putting up much I, I think they will have to put much of a fight and I think that'll be the downfall. Um because they know they know they if they're on the ball more then I suppose that Japan counterattack. Um Japan that Sweden could easily sit back and that might cause some questions for Japan. Um but I don't see that... I don't, if that happened, if Sweden do sit back again, I just see it going to penalties and then who knows whether Sweden will go through or not. I'm giving this a 1-0 win to Japan. Uh, I think it will be tight um, because Sweden will keep it that way. But it will be a 1-0 win to Japan to get through to the semi-finals. The third game of the quarter-finals is Australia vs France. And this is probably the best game of the quarter-finals by far. Um, Australia... Had some hiccups, but have largely got through them. Despite not having Sam Kerr, I think Sam Kerr, coupled us you got three or four days to rest. Um, I think she'll be potentially in the starting lineup for this game. I think this is what they're working to. Um, maybe she'll have forty-five minutes and come off. Uh, we don't know, uh, and it's really hard to predict this one because France have also been very good. But I think. The home crowd may just bring Australia through this match and I think they will win. Uh, I think it's going to be an open game, actually. I think it's going to be 3-2 to to Australia. Um, So, hopefully... Well, it'll be nice for Sam Kerr to get a result um, and get Australia to get to the semi-finals at their home competition. Um, And the final game is, of course, England versus Colombia. Bit of a, a bit of an, a nice draw for England compared to the other teams. Uh, I think Colombia, out of all the other eight teams, are probably the worst team in the quarterfinals. Um, and they did, as said, they didn't look very good against Jamaica. Was that more systems clashing? I think they are. They were better than Jamaica. I think Linda Caicedo is a very good player, obviously for Real Madrid, uh, and she's been really good in this tournament. So I think England will have to be careful with her. Uh, and they'll have to try and match the physicality, which hopefully they can. But I do think England will get through this one. I think it will be comfortable, but not stunning. Um, and I think it will be a 2-0 win to England. Um, in terms of who will win who in the semi-final. Um, so the winner of Spain and Netherlands will face the winner of Japan and Sweden. And the winner of Australia v France will face England and or Colombia. Um, very good ties I think if, if 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 it goes all my way It looks like it will be a Spain-Japan Australia-England match Which I think Obviously Spain-Japan That's a repeat of the group game And will Spain's demons Come up against them again Although they've seen Japan play and so maybe they might know how to deal with them Now they can try and do it the second time And if England can get through, that's another mouthwatering uh, semi-final tie England-Australia or England-France. Um, so, but that is where I think, I've, if unless England improve dramatically, I think that's where England might go out, because I think at the moment France and Australia both beat England at this rate. Um, I don't want to be negative, I don't want to say that, but it is what it is, and that's what it could be. Um, I do... I think it's been unfortunate for England because they have literally had to fight every five minutes. There's been a change, whether it's injury or whatever, suspension. And Serena Wigman's had to change a lot up. Um, and that's why I think it doesn't look as cohesive as it has before. But hopefully, like the Euros, we can kick on from now. Um, I think the quarterfinals is where we really kicked on in the Euros last 16 um but we'll see how it goes um hopefully england can win the quarterfinals move on to the semi-finals, and hopefully if you can get all you need to do is get to the final and then it's all yours it's all yours from there um and i think if, if if we do beat australia france spain and japan they're both hard teams but hopefully by then we might have got a bit more cohesive and we can potentially get a result against them um but we'll have to wait and see um but thank you guys for listening to another wonderful solo podcast. Obviously, it's less than an hour. But thankfully, I was hoping to be between 45 and 50 minutes, and we are currently on minute 48 right now. So that's a perfect time to end. Um, so, of course, make sure you check us out on Spotify and Apple um, for your podcast platforms. Um, and make sure you check us our website out, www.worldwideshells.com. You can find our merch in our store um, tab. You can find the podcast in the videos in the video tab, and you can also find our articles. Um, there will be a couple of articles coming out from me. I think Carlito is also working on one, um, so check out them. We will definitely do. I'm definitely on one for Chelsea women right now, um, and then there will be a couple other um, articles for men. So make sure you check them out. Um, very soon, so thank you guys for listening to another wonderful episode of the World Watch House pod, this is Matt signing out up the chelsea and